Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the 805 Uncensored Podcast, where we discuss politics, music, history, spirituality, and more. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you and welcome. This is episode number 58. Today on the show, I'm pleased to introduce Michael Kokel, the host of the End of the Road podcast, a podcast about exploring the horizons we can never touch because we're already there. So thanks so much for being here, Michael. Oh, it's a pleasure, Jordan. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you on. Uh, you got an amazing show, as I said, before we started recording, and you got so many brilliant and fantastic guests. Yeah. So I guess before we dive into the main breadth of the conversation, can you just give like a brief explanation of your podcast, The End of the Road, uh, when you started it and why you started it? Wow. Um, I've been doing it about five years now. Um, why I started it, I think, is a little murky, you know, because, uh, you know, how you how you review uh the past is really i think dependent on the present and um i you know it's it's constantly evolving it's you know i was doing a podcast really without an intention you know a goal or anything like that i just started doing it and it sort of morphed into um sort of a, a more of a in the lines of a spiritual practice for me and it continues to evolve i mean i don't have any like ready-made answers as far as is that but it's just something that seemed to flow naturally from the from the situation um very cool love that so um i guess where did your just interest in spirituality and altering consciousness begin <laughs> kind of the same answer you know yeah. i remember when i was a when i was a kid um you know just books about this kind of stuff just fall off the just fell off the library shelf almost and i'm i was reading books on meditation you know when i was in grade school almost and i and i don't know why because i didn't come from a particularly spiritual background i mean i'm just traditionally catholic which is pretty they pretty much uh, exercise any of any uh any spirituality from you uh, uh at that age but you know i remember uh you know reading books on meditation one of them was talking about meditation and um focusing on a point above your head and uh and, and i remember doing that and having like really intense kind of meditative experiences and it kind of always stuck with me not not really in a structured way um you know along the line i I uh, started going to a Zen Buddhist group probably about 20 years ago, and I kind of was on that path for a while. Um, but now with the with the podcast, it's sort of expanded up into um, you know it, it, it's almost like I I haven't met a spiritual practice I don't like. You know, at least the uh, the the how it starts off and sort of the mystical element. I mean, sure, in practice, you know, I'm not a big fan of a lot of the bureaucracies associated with churches and such, but just Fair the, enough. The, the, the the original fervor and everything, I, I think, um, you know, and I've, you know, gotten involved with plant medicines and along the way, um, and that sort of has augmented sort of a, a meditative practice and, and, um, but it, you know, it continues to evolve. And I think that, 
you know, my my intention now is to just kind of um, be more of like an open vessel to receive what what's coming in. And, you know, the whole world is a, is providing you, you know, some sort of guidance. And the more you can kind of tune into it, it's going to lead you into all sorts of strange directions. <laughs> No doubt. Absolutely. So you said you kind of just started reading books on spirituality. Who would you say like are some of your primary influences? Mm. <laughs> um, that That's changed so much over the years. And it's almost like I'll go back and look at my bookshelf and, 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 and uh, go back and read. You know what I'm listening to? and reading now um and this was different is i i like um the have you ever heard of paul selig he's kind of like a channeler uh you know he's he's you know supposedly channeling no. uh yeah it's kind of an interesting interesting experience just kind of you i i listen to his books on tape and and they're they're all talking about you know pointing they're they're kind of like guiding you to sort of a non-dual consciousness in a way that um i think is you know it's it's almost like you know the old zen saying like a finger pointed at the moon and it's it's not so much that you can grasp it but you can kind of just just kind of uh, feel your way into it and i so that's uh recently it's i've been uh um listening to uh, listening and reading to those but you know there's so many books and you know like yourself i you when i i have a lot of authors on the podcast so i'm always reading books to prepare and um i you know i guess the short answer is i don't really have a you know like a go-to person that i always come back to but it's just sort of just like um all kinds of stuff bits and pieces here and there um that you know different parts resonate with with me in different times and sometimes it's almost like you just can't access what they're saying but sometimes you're really you know it, it's it sort of really hits you um but um yeah i, I don't know if that's a necessarily a good answer to your question maybe i should think about it more um um, no, I think you're, I get what you're saying. It just it varies over time. I mean, it's more or less the same with like my own political development. It's always kind of changing. My early on influences are definitely not my current ones and kind of just bounce back and forth between different ideas and different people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to be running for office someday out there? No, the electoral stuff is not my style. I'm definitely more into uh, organizing and the revolutionary activities. <laughs> have, have, have you ever heard of ACORN, the Associated Community Organizations for Reform Now? Uh, no, it's a I political, it's a, it's, it's a community organization that I don't know if it still exists, but Obama uh, started out being a community organizer with acorn in chicago and um i was a community organizer for acorn in st louis back in the late 80s and it was just grassroots knocking on people's doors and uh, finding out what uh, what uh, kind of community um, problems or things that they would be interested in and in, in working with and just trying to get 
trying to empower people to uh, get involved with their community and uh, through democratic means, you know, you know, that kind of thing. But, you know, we were doing, we organized picketing at stores and, and you know, things like that. But it was, um, I, so was that kind of what yeah, you're I mean, interested that's, that's or are you approaching it for a, are you approaching it from a different angle? No, that's, that's more or less what I'm talking about. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. And then obviously just doing the podcast and having all kinds of conversations with really cool people and people that are definitely invested in the working class and the poor. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I wanted wonderful. to actually ask you a question about um, your podcast slogan, the, the exploratory process for uh, discovering new horizons. Can you talk about what New Horizons means and how you would go about um, engaging and trying to explore new ones? That that came about through my first podcast guest, whose name is 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 uh, Father Time. <laughs> uh, he's a he was a kind of a. a a rap poet here in uh, Springfield. And um, I was sort of really taken by, I went to some open mics, poetry readings with him and kind of was really taken by him. And he had a poem that talked about that. And I don't remember specifically how it went, but um, uh, he was, you know, it was sort of the image of touching the horizon um, but but that means something completely different to me now than it did five years ago. Um, now I now I I'm just it's not so much that it's away from you and it's distant, um, you know, because you, when you think of horizon, you know, I, you have an image that it's out there, and and now I you know my my sense of of energy is it's just right here and it's sort of feeling into what's really in front of you or inside you. And it's not something different. It's, it's here. And so maybe I should change that slogan. What do you think, Jordan? <laughs> or, uh, That's pretty fascinating or, because I mean, then you can have, you yeah. can continue to have people like me ask about it, right? It's a bit of a conversation piece. Sure, sure, sure. Well, I don't think anybody's asked me that before. So Exploring oh, the horizons we can never, yeah, it's exploring the horizons we never touch because we're already there. I think yeah. that's what it says. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. So um, I wanted well, to actually I, switch over to, sorry, did you have something to say you want, you want to say real quick? No, I was saying that that was not mine. That was I was plagiarizing from Father Time. Oh, <laughs> my first podcast. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I, have, I mean, I have all kinds of guests that just blow my mind, and I definitely take some of the things that they they tell me. So no shame there. I wanted yeah. to uh, switch over to uh, psychedelics. Actually, I was wondering if you mm -hmm. had any powerful spiritual experiences while under the influence of psychedelics and if so could you kind of elaborate on those experiences yeah um you know that's part of the problem when you get into like ineffable experiences and trying to elaborate on them because they it, it's difficult to kind of translate other than um 
you know, I, 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 I think that I, I, um, I think there's a po you know, I'm probably going to get this wrong. There's a, a quote by Whitman uh, in Song of Myself about going to the land of budding Bibles. And, and there's a sense of, you know, that sort of imagery that that is, you know, you, you could see how a lot of the, the religious traditions might have a basis in some sort of psychedelics or, or non-ordinary uh, experience of reality because it is so different. Um, and, you know, that experience, you know, you, you can use, you can, you can throw out words. I mean, like the, 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 the word I think that's commonly thrown out is like non-dual experience where the subject object distinction fades and 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 you can say that you know and i i think that that's pointing to something but i don't know if that really gets it it's it's almost like it is so strange and yet it's it's sort of always there i mean i have this image of like when we die we're going to think you know what a strange sort of life that, that that we had you know being preoccupied with this or that when when really it was always this big huge thing that 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 was always going on underneath it that we were um And, and it's almost like you, it, it would be more interesting if I could answer this question if I almost wasn't just finishing a day at work and trying to, to get into it because you almost have to sort of get into sort of a rhythm and, a, and a, you know, you kind of have to get in that little, you know, the little non-ordinary zone uh, to sort of, you know, tap into it in a way. And, and um, yeah, but, but that's true. Yeah. I, I, well, well, I, you know, and and the way I I think I described it w was in the past was you know one of the experiences was it was like I was a seed in the ground, and I was joined sort of inexorably with the with a woman, and then out of that sort of union sprouted up like experiencing the the shock of like the a, a, a seed coming through the ground at once into sort of like this you know reality that was was all there um and 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 there's no like antecedent there's no way that the seed or i could have explained or anticipated it because it was so it was such a different experience than what i'd ever been before so you know it's probably like a you know you know if you want to talk about uh, the perinatal matrixes it's probably one of groff's uh pyramid of, you know you're re re reliving your birth experience because you can imagine that you know when you were when you're you know being born the shock of that that would be a, a very um the shock of it that would be um, 
you know, shock and awe. I mean, in a different context that you, you just, you know, you would have no basis to really frame it or understand it or cognitively make any sense of it. You would just be in awe of, of just the immensity of it. So, I, I mean, it was kind of a little bit like that and, uh, and probably was, you know, experiencing, re-experiencing birth in some ways, perhaps, or, or that's the only sort of, um, metaphor that that might make sense for it because we were we all experienced that at some form or another yeah absolutely i think that's a quite beautiful encapsulation it actually kind of flows into my next question which is perfect so like could you think of something that's universal that we experience as human beings that could be agreed upon with regards to the human spirit and condition despite like the overall chaotic world that we all experience yeah, just that. I mean, we've Earth, all been through yeah. that. And and you know, being, you know, there's an interesting like if you wanted to go like an organizing principle for politics, you know, I I mean, I I I think I've got this. I've I've said before that we're all part of the same cosmic goo, but it that would be a different way of of um, you know, it's it's amazing how we all start off the same way and then fragment into all these little splinter units that have you know you know animosity towards each other you know and that's the that's the thing that um right do you think that we're like trending in a positive direction as as oh humanity <laughs> with regards to humanity i guess you could say yeah, well, I mean, I can't speak for humanity at all, but I was when I was your age, I was uh, I was nowhere near as cool as you. Trust me, I was sort of. Uh, so I think I'm trending more positive uh, uh, than I was, uh, just because I, you know, it's just um, but um, but humanity as a whole, I I I you know I was obviously um born before the internet and experienced a lot of my formative years before the internet before smartphones and i i don't know um whether that and then this um i think and again i hate to sound like an old curmudgeon but you know i you you might lose something by by having your attention focused on on uh, you know television screens i mean i mean when i was young it was you know television screens were the were the bugaboo or the boogeyman you know that you were you know you should be reading books not watching tv and now that's sort of amped up i i get the sense even more i i have daughters that are probably um roughly your age perhaps um and um you know, to think of how they look at life and experience reality compared to me, uh, it's different, I think. But, I, you know, it's difficult for me to, to go back and remember what my consciousness was like uh, in my 20s. And, um, I, you know, I only have this sense that um, I mean, I have this sense that I'm I'm happier and then all this you know, stuff I've been doing is 
is has been good but but you asked sort of a bigger question about humanity as a whole um and i think that generally we're trending better i mean you look at you know 100 years ago about um you know there's all kinds of examples and you're probably more in touch with this your generation is so much more with it in terms of race, uh, gender orientation, sex. Um, I sensed than, than than mine was, and mine was more, you know, I don't want to use the word evolved, but you know, than than my, you know, than my grandparents. And I mean, I, I basically came from miners on both sides. Both of my grandparents were miners. Um, and one of them, you know, had black lung disease and, and, you know, their parents were probably, you know, peasants in some um, Eastern European or, or Irish um, thing. So, I mean, the, the trajectory I think is good. I think life is much better in, in India and China than it used to be. Um, you know, there's, you know, the, 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 definitely less people living in poverty yes yes and and um political systems probably better maybe uh, i don't know i'm i would let you take that but i you know i would think you know it's um you know um it's not looking ago, good right now honestly yeah but i i, I mean uh it, things swing I, I, though yeah i i i mean you i yeah i i um yeah. I, i'm worried about climate change in particular for so many different yes, reasons. yeah that's the that's the that's the big one yeah the, it's I, the I, the uh the eco-fascism element to it is one that particularly scares me so like fascist right-wing authoritarian government springing up around the world because you have large populations within countries that are just terrified of foreigners who are fleeing the uh, rapidly declining climatic conditions inside their home countries and I, I see that as a as a major problem moving forward and in the very near future it's probably even happening right now which which countries specifically are you most concerned about well I guess and, and by the way, and by the way, you're going to talk to Matt Schultz, and he's more on the pulse of this than I, I already am. talked. I talked to him yesterday. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. I didn't. He didn't. Oh, I haven't talked to him yet. Okay, good. Well, yeah. I mean, you know that you know Matt, so yeah. Yeah, that was so good. Uh, I'm worried <laughs> particularly about uh, Western and Eastern Europe. Okay. Also, the yeah. United States. Obviously, there's is a great bed of fascism built into the fabric of American society. And I, I, you've already seen some glimpses of this with like the Syrian civil war. All of the Syrians who have been fleeing war going into countries like Germany, countries like the UK, <laughs> and just being met with extreme amounts of racism and animosity. Yeah. So I see that as a problem with huge amounts of people fleeing countries in the global south heading towards the global north because their countries are environmentally unsustainable.
So, yeah, that's that's one of the primary concerns that I have. Yeah. Um, yeah, and global warming won't help that. Right. It, well, we it's might, like we we're going to go one of two directions. We're either going to have like a, a movement towards eco-fascism or we're going to have some kind of unitarian effort on a world scale. It's going to have to be one or the other because I mean, we're going to have to get our shit together really, really quick. but outside of the political stuff um, i wanted to ask you if you could teach any any anything masterfully the entire world a singular topic what would it be and why so basically let's picture that whatever skill you can teach it could even be a form of wisdom to an entire population of people on a world scale um what skill would that be or what methodology of wisdom would that be and why would you choose that this is this is something that i have been um, trying to learn you know in my 50s and i never probably would have been able to do it i i was and still am you know very cerebral and not really connected with the earth and the ground and the environment um, on a number of levels. And I think that if I could teach a skill, it would be, for lack of a better word, uh, grounding to people, um, to be in their bodies more, not in their minds. And I think that that would help at so many levels. And again, I, I can only speak for myself, but if you're in, if you're actually here, present in the ground, not being distracted by this or that, I think it allows you to function more skillfully. Um, and I think you become more sensitive to what's going on in, in the environment. Um, I think it would be useful in people's addressing the climate change problems that, that that are that as you mentioned are going to be a paramount concern going forward in the future i think it would be useful to uh, not only people's ability to interact with each other but deal with um, disagreements and you know as we discussed below finding common ground uh, with people when they when they are grounded and coming from a, you know, a grounded heart centered approach, not an approach based upon, you know, you know, there's there so many words, but you know, the mind, the, um, the, the reactive mode. So um, if I could teach a skill, it would be that grounding heart centered meditation, loving kindness, those kind of things. Beautiful. My last question for you, Mike, is out of all the guests that you've talked to on your podcast, which of them would you consider the most influential to yourself? And what was it about them that really left a lasting impression on you? I'm up to 228 guests. You've been doing it since uh, 2017? Yeah. And... um... 
that's a tough one. I almost think that in some ways, I, I think I have been asked this question before and I really, didn't mean to stump you no no it's just that i i they're also they're also different i mean this is like you know it's like trying to it's like having this beautiful crystal with like you know 228 different facets on it and trying to figure out which reflection you like the best it's really know? difficult I mean, there times all of your certain times and brilliant. certain angles well, I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, there are some that, you know, I like more than others, but it's just, I think that, you know, at one time I, I had this motto that like, everybody has a story, you know, everybody has a, everybody, you can, I could interview anybody and, you know, and I think you do this too. I mean, you've got a really wide selection of, of guests and interests and stuff and that everybody you know, everybody has their own magic to them. And it's like your task as the interviewer is to ferret it out. And, you know, just like you're doing it, you know, you know with me today. And it's, um, uh, but, you know, it's, and, and this is like, but there is discernment, you know, and now like trying to, to figure out what, what, um, there's a there's a, a Zen teacher um, who I have not interviewed on the podcast, a Zen hospice teacher, and, and he 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 runs the Zen hospice in San Francisco, and um, oh geez, no, I'm gonna I'm even Facebook friends with him, and I'm gonna drop his name. I know, yeah, put me on the spot, but anyway, his motto his motto is uh, welcome everything, push away nothing, and 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 just this whole idea this is a real hot topic for me about discernment you know like how you how you uh, you know do you know some people rub you wrong so you 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 know you know you back away from them as opposed to welcoming everything you know having everything be your spiritual teacher everyone you you know that they're, they're spiritual teachers you know take down hunt everybody who crosses your path is your teacher you know that kind of thing versus discernment and and i would think in you know when you start getting in the political sphere sometimes you know like in my job as um it becomes difficult because you sort of have to have sort of boundaries and then you know this whole idea of boundaries and welcoming everything i mean it's a I probably am. I'm going to a different place than your question was, and I apologize for that. But, but, but this is just. It's 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 almost like I don't like to uh, to judge because you know that's in a way, in a way you're asking me to discern which one is the the most and this and that when really every you know I don't know. I, so my, I think I'm weaseling out of your question somehow. No, that's okay. It's it's a very difficult one. You talk to so many different people and you talk to so many different guests. Yeah, if somebody asked me the exact same question, I would probably be stumped just as much as you are. Okay, so Mike, before we move on to um, how listeners can find your podcast and all that stuff, um, is there anything that might have been missed out in the conversation that you'd like to touch on before we wrap things up? 
Um, no, not really. I mean, boy, I, you know, the, the, the one thing that came up today that I had not thought about is we all have the same birth experience unless we're C-sections and then it's related to that, you know, so keep that in mind when you're getting ready to argue with somebody that, uh, you know, that, uh, um, that's, uh, I, it's, it's, and, and, and it's almost like that was the, 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 I don't know. I'd have to, I'll have to sit with that some more, <laughs> but no, I don't have anything more to answer your question. I don't have anything more. <laughs> All right. No problem. Okay. So how can listeners find the end of the road podcast? Um, what are your social media channels and what are some upcoming episodes and projects that you have going on? Uh, it's just end of the road podcast. Um, my name, Mike Kokel, you'll find it. It's on, uh, I think I've got a Facebook page, Instagram, uh, um, a little bit on YouTube, although I don't do video podcasts. Um, uh, maybe I should, maybe I should, I mean, if I had a nice place to do them like you do, then maybe I would, but. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you can build um, a sweet little terms, studio. Yeah, exactly. Um, in terms of um, what's coming up, I just interviewed a guy from Finland who's writing on uh, uh, actually this book. His name is Yesa Yiti, and it's it's about. Uh, Finnish esoteric studies, interesting guy. Um, and then I'm interviewing uh, a guy uh, um, in a couple of weeks, Dr. Richard Strassi, who does somatic uh, work, somatic meditations, you know, meditations based upon the body. I haven't finished his book. Um, so that's what I know about it. <laughs> and, and then how I do it. I, I mean, you probably the same way, like I get really, I get focused just on one you know, the, the interview that's just coming up. So I tend to, to I, I mean, I just know what's coming up and then I just kind of do one thing at a time. Um, and I'm also interviewing a Swedish writer uh, on another. So I've got some esoteric subjects coming up, but then after that, it's probably going to go back to uh, other things. I mean, I, I, I like, like yourself, I just like a mixture, you know, and, and if, if people are interested in being in a guest and uh, by all means uh, contact me and we'll we'll try to set something up and find out uh, how we are all part of the same cosmic goo absolutely thank you so much again for being here mike and listeners definitely check out the end of the road podcast it's a really good one and like we've said fascinating brilliant guests on there exploring new horizons all that good stuff um, as far as the 805 Uncensored goes, our social media accounts, we are on Instagram at 805 Uncensored Pod, Twitter at 805 Uncensored, uh, YouTube at 805 Uncensored Podcast. And if you guys have any questions, comments, guest ideas, or suggestions, go ahead and shoot me an email, 805uncensored at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you because we don't hear from the guests nearly enough. All right. Well, that was the end of the road podcast and everybody have a good night, morning, afternoon, wherever you're listening in the world and peace out.